War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Cortez, we're going to get the Kramer clip up in a second. Sure. Um, tell me about tell me about the meltdown last night. I want to talk about Meta last night after after the uh, market close. Uh, Facebook came in a massive miss. Tell us what happened. Uh, yeah, huge miss, down 22% last I checked just a few minutes ago today. Uh, a move like that for a company this size, a company that is absolutely mega cap, uh, a company that is as mature as Facebook Meta is, uh, these moves are insane. And particularly because it comes on the heels of similar moves, not quite as pronounced, but still massive moves down for Microsoft and for Google Alphabet. Now, look, the deplorables out there are not fans of any of these companies, and that's totally understandable, okay? Uh, because management of these companies, these are the very oligarchs that our movement in many ways is fighting against. But it is also important for us to realize and, and to recognize that these are important takeaways on the health of the consumer, particularly the Google uh, plunge, because it related specifically to advertising on YouTube. Companies are not spending because consumers simply don't have the firepower to buy. Uh, so that there is a, a serious economic takeaway there. Speaking of the economy, by the way, pretty big news out. The Wall Street Journal has it front and center right now on its website about mortgage rates, uh, the consequences of Joe Biden's inflation. Mortgage rates are now well above 7% for a 30-year fixed. That is the highest in 20 years, Steve. And let's talk about the economic reality. What does that mean for an actual buyer? Because uh, I was just doing some of the math. So right now today, if you are buying a median priced home in the United States and we plugged in four hundred and twenty five thousand dollars, which is right about the median right now in the United States for that priced home. If you have 20 percent to put down, which is significant, of course, eighty five thousand dollars, not many people with real wages crashing can come up with eighty five thousand dollars. But let's say you did. You're a diligent saver. You've got eighty five thousand dollars to put down at the beginning of this year, Steve, this calendar year, uh, when rates were three point two five percent. Your monthly payment was just over $1,800. It was $1,825. That was your monthly payment for that home, 20% down, $425,000 home. Today, that payment is over $2,600, $2,653. It has gone up over $800 per month. That's almost $10,000 per year, Steve. It has risen. Your monthly payment has risen 45% in this calendar year. Steve, that prices out an entire swath, the vast preponderance of people from buying a home, particularly first-time home buyers. I mean, they're just simply priced out. And the reality for young people, and I want to speak to the young people out there in the audience, the reality right now is if we don't change this trajectory, you are never going to own a home. You will be renting your entire no. life. That is the reality this is the world, face unless we this start is the to world economic for, This is the World Economic Forum. You're never going to own anything. You're going to be happy. Go Just hit me the last part of that math again on the rise right. of it because it's not stopping. Right. This is not the top. They're not no, at the top of the – they're not at the penthouse right. yet. It's going to get worse. And t t This yeah. is my theory of the case about young generations just Russian surfs. You're not going to own – you don't own anything now. You're not going to own anything. Walk me through the math. Sure. So again, this is a medium priced home, not a luxury home. In a lot of parts of America, this doesn't even buy a medium priced home. But $425,000 home, which is roughly the median price right now in America, if you have $85,000 to put down, if you can afford that substantial down payment, the monthly payment at the beginning of this year was just over $1,800. It is now over $2,600. It has gone up $800 per month, almost $10,000 per year just this year because of Joe Biden's inflationary madness and what it is doing to mortgage rates, which have now spiked to above 7%, well above 7% for the first time in 20 years. This is the tangible on the ground reality. This is why consumer sentiment as measured by the University of Michigan, a survey that goes all the way back to the 1950s, just hit an all time low, lower than during the, the oil embargo of the 70s, lower than during 9-11, than during the housing and credit crisis, broke all of those lows, just hit the lowest level of all time. This is why 66% of Americans in today's new USA Today survey say that we are either in a recession or a depression because they know that buying a home, affording a home has become out of reach for the vast majority of Americans. And only the wealthy and institutions are going to own single family homes. That's the reality that Joe Biden is creating right now, Joe Biden and the Democrats. And if you vote for that, 
please don't dare ever complain that you can't afford your house because that's what you're voting for. This is for young people. If you vote for this, you deserve it. And we talk about the, the asset manager. This is what BlackRock, this is why they're going around and buying up all the housing stock. So right. then you can just pay the, the, the rent. They own the asset. They get the ups when the ups kick back in. I want to make sure everybody understands as the mortgage rates increase and it gets more and more out of reach, you've had 18 consecutive months of real wages dropping. So right. it's getting harder. The harder you work, it's getting harder. And, and so savings, as, as the mortgage rate gets yeah. out of thing, you've got less ability to pay for it, Steve Cortez. And savings crashing. So, you know, that's the thing, too. Look, look this assumes that you can come up with, for most Americans, $85,000 is a mountain of money, okay? Most Americans don't have this down payment, so forget about the payment. It's irrelevant if you don't have the down payment to even get in the game to start with. That's the ante uh, to get into the poker game, effectively. Most Americans can't come up with that right now, particularly because savings have crashed. So let's talk about the math there. Savings in America, we showed these charts a few days ago, but just a quick review, savings in America, we're at only 3.5% rate, other than the 0809 crash, that's the lowest of all time in the United States, 3.5. For almost all of American history, the savings rate is above 5%, often above 10%. We're all the way down to 3.5. In dollar figures, relative to two years ago, savings have crashed by 87%. So if you had $10,000 in the bank two years ago, you now have $1,300 in the bank. That is the reality. Why? Because Biden's inflation has eaten all of it up. And then some for most Americans who are middle or lower income, by the way, they don't have any savings at all. As a matter of fact, they have negative savings, meaning they have credit card debt, which is absolutely ballooning. So that's the reality on the ground. And I and I say all this, Steve, not to depress people, okay? But number one, they need Give you for two reasons. Number one, they need to know the reality, right? We need to know where we are and we need to know statistically based on data and evidence, where is the economy? But then number two, we need to be adults and talk dispassionately about, okay, what's the road out? Right, we didn't make this mess. We didn't create this absolute crisis, okay? Biden and Pelosi and Schumer created it. However, it's gonna be incumbent upon us as patriots to get us out of this mess. How do we fix it? Particularly, how do we fix it for working class people, for young people, for people who are not right now enjoying the fruits of a formerly prosperous American economy? How do we broaden the prosperity and how do we broaden the political coalition? All of that is happening, okay? And I'm really, as dour as I am on the current state of the American economy, I'm incredibly optimistic about our opportunities, both politically and economically going forward, but it's gonna take 12 days of laser focus. Laser focus, okay? Everyone who hears my voice, not only do you need to vote, Everyone in your sphere of influence needs to vote. And if you need to persuade people to vote on our side, persuade people to go and get registered, please do so, okay? This is crunch time. We are absolutely in the political red zone. It is within our grasp to yeah. reclaim our republic from the oligarchs and to restore prosperity in this country. We can do it, but it's going to take a lot of work these next these next uh, less than two weeks. By the way, we're trying to get Rasmussen on to talk about this blockbuster Georgia poll. Kemp up 10, uh, Herschel Walker up 3. Independence breaking 15%, plus 15 for Walker, plus 17 for Kemp. Blockbuster News, Alex DeGrasse just gets me. Um, upstate New Rochester, New York. The new battleground is upstate New York. We need every MAGA, everybody in MAGA, every New Yorker to man the ramparts. Rochester, a district of Biden won plus 20 is now in play. Our NRCC yeah. is going with big dollars. It's dead heat right there. Cortez, this is what we're talking about. You're expanding the yes. map and making de you're making Democrats put $10 million into New York City in Love the it. next 10 days. You're making them defend a, yeah. a Biden. We said on this show six, eight months ago, we're going to be competing in Biden's plus 12s, plus 15s. I never thought we'd get to a Biden plus 20. What do you think, Cortez? No, Steve, listen, uh, let me give you a, roughly Biden plus 20 state of Illinois. Biden won Illinois by 19%. We have an absolute horse race going on there right now for governor. And even the totally complicit and corrupt Chicago media is waking up to that reality that Pritzker is in trouble. And I think the CDC really put him on the hot seat because he's probably the most pro-mandate, pro-lockdown governor in America. And Illinois parents, many of them moms who may not consider themselves at all to be conservatives, certainly not MAGA, they are waking up to the reality of a second Pritzker term very likely means he will use the CDC ruling as the excuse, as the imprimatur to force the injection into children. An illogical and unscientific and unjust decision. That is looming. That is on the ballot yeah. in Illinois. And you know, you mentioned New York, Steve. I've said several times, I, I believe this more firmly than ever. New York, Illinois, 
Oregon. Okay, three states that have been reliably blue on both coasts and one in the, in the literal middle of the country. At least two of those states are going to have Republican America wow. first governors and perhaps wow. all three of them if we really do our job. Great. So the, the Democrats are having to play defense absolutely everywhere. It's a game of whack-a-ball for them. Um, and and yeah. it's got to be chaos for them. Not that I feel sorry for them because of what they've done to the American no. people, particularly working class. And, and we need, MAGA, you don't need to write a check if you can't find, but what we need you is manning phone banks, get out to vote, all of it. And we're going to talk about securing this vote. Let me play. Can I play? Okay, I want to make sure we're all happy. Everybody's good. I have a big team hug afterwards. Can we play Jim Cramer? Can we play Cramer? Let's go and play it. I think that if they, let's say Mark Zuckerberg said, you know what? Maybe it is too early. Let's slow the spending until we have a better idea. Or maybe he says, you know what? The other businesses, let's, let's cut back on some of the people there because uh, we need to have some discipline. And then I wouldn't have to give my Miranda warning to myself. <laughs> um, we should remind you see people. Here's something here. The what? universe is extraordinary. I saw it. I read your list this morning. You did? I did. We, Do you we know should, how mortified I am about that? I, I, I'm aware. I almost feel so bad I want to give you a hug. I really, you, I feel like. I'll take one. Would you? Right, I'll take on. one right now. It's okay. It is okay. Okay. It really is. Is it? Guys, is it you really try sweet. your. You, you work your ass off for everybody. You really do. I see it every day. I went to sleep last night. And I turned to my wife and I said, "You know who I am? I'm in the goddamn metaverse." <laughs> <laughs> Just again, not to put too fine a point on the metaverse. By the way, that you're in, they're going to spend between ninety six and one hundred one okay. billion okay. dollars. Okay, let me have time. it. It was an, it, the inverse Kramer. Maybe we should have been at this. Yeah. A disaster over at CNBC is a total disaster. Uh, and we don't give hugs here in the war room. It's a no hug zone. Uh, Steve Cortez, what was that debacle? He buried so many pension funds in this thing. Tell me what uh, happened. And listen, it's hard not to laugh, obviously, when you watch that kind of, you know, circus television. But of course, there's nothing funny about the very real losses that are out there for American investors. And a lot of Americans own these companies and may not even know that they own them because it's through a 401k and a managed account. So people like Jim Cramer, unfortunately, continue to just spread toxic narrative rather than doing real journalism, rather than fact checking, rather than doing storytelling. And it's really too bad because CNBC, and I, I think I speak with some authority here. I worked for CNBC for a lot of years. I did a lot of television with Jim Cramer. It used to be a fantastic network. I think, you know, in its early days, it pulled the curtain back so that regular investors could be involved in the club that was Wall Street. Um, and it was very empowering, really, to America. But unfortunately, over time, NBC, the NBC part took over CNBC, and they are now totally committed yeah. to narrative. It functions effectively as a, as a quasi-financial version of MSNBC. And I see quasi because they don't even really cover finances very well anymore. What they do, uh, and they do it reasonably effectively from their point of view, is they act as a PR agency for the Democratic Party. And because of that, people like Jim Cramer, unfortunately, mislead a whole lot of folks out there. Yeah. Uh, and Steve, congratulations to you. I think you have become, you're not even a business show, but I think you have become the best business show on television. I think that's the reality. Yeah. And by the way, Perfect. I hear that not just from regular individuals. I hear that a lot from regular folks when I'm out on the Hustings campaigning. But I also hear it from some of the most sophisticated hedge fund people in the world uh, who don't yeah. vote for us, don't give money to us, no. but they watch War Room. They hate MAGA. Real quickly, how do people get to all your writings? We have about 20 seconds. Yeah, find me at Steve on the uh, on the ghetto, please. Thank you. By the way, Substack, he's got it all, uh, Cortez, and he's on Getter nonstop. Short break. We're going to get back into how we're going to win and how we're going to close in the win next in the war room. You know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, there's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time fully understand. End quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold, physical gold. It's not too late for you to take action now. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. 
With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free, no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold. That is absolutely absurd. And are you guys buying that? Are you really buying that? This just sounds like a Jesse Smollett part two. I can't believe that she would blame my amazing people, blame me for something like that. I don't even know where her campaign office is. I'm assuming it's in a basement somewhere because that's where she's been campaigning. Okay, that's the great Carrie Lake. Um, if we put up the chart, a poll came out, I think, last night or yesterday afternoon, Carrie Lake up by 11 over Katie Hobbs. The mainstream media, the left, is is eviscerating Katie Hobbs, eviscerating her. The left media for not debating. They said that strategy is not working. Your excuse is not working. You've got to step up and take on Carrie Lake on uh, on a stage. You got to do it. And she refuses to do it. She's not going to do it. The campaign's in meltdown. And now they're seeing that the Cook report turned, uh, which is you know it's it's center left, and they're always you know they're always wrong when you look at the ones they get wrong always are the breaks it's always to the republicans because they waited to the democrats they're calling uh arizona senate a toss-up right now okay carrie lake is is her updraft is is helping blake masters who's had no money okay blake's a great guy but had no money and kelly is unlimited i think 40 or 50 million dollars of tv ads on blake's head what uh katie hobbs uh, did, pulled last night is some i don't know something to do with her campaign headquarters like Carrie like needs to break into Katie Hobbs's headquarters. I think that was actually the debate uh, society, the, the the concerned women voters or whatever it is in Arizona that put on debates. They were breaking in to find out if Katie Hobbs is hiding, they can get her to a stage. But here's the lesson of modern MAGA politics. And this is why Carrie Lake is so important. She like in everything, she immediately comes to the sticks. She immediately it puts it forward what's going on she frames it perfectly and then she takes on and she always calls on the nastiest reporters she calls on the nastiest reporters have them ask their chief shot questions she then deconstructs the question makes the makes the reporter look like a fool and gets her message out this is why with also virtually no money carrie lakes up by 11 in arizona and she's setting a new standard a new standard for modern MAGA politics. This is going to be the template going forward. Fully aggressive, but done with poise and class and unflappable and boom, but no back down. And anytime there's a controversy, get right up to the mic and let's take it on and bring it and bring your best stuff. Now that's 25 years of training as a broadcast TV expert in a major media market in a competitive media market. But uh, like I said, there's some skills you can't coach. Okay. That, that is you either got it or you don't, but right there, the desperate Katie Hobbs. So we understand um, there's always going to be their ability to try to cheat and steal. We got that. We got to outvote that. We got to outrun that. I want to bring in Cleta Mitchell now. Cleta, um, tell me there's this controversy in Pennsylvania. We're getting more data uh, Representative Orion, who wrote the letter, whose name's on the letter with the other members of the uh, of the House in Pennsylvania. We're going to get him on the show either this afternoon or tomorrow morning. He's tied up in a conference right now. Uh, but walk me through exactly what happened. You were very involved in the re- drafting of the letter. Explain to people what's going on, and then we're going to explain to people what a solution is. Well, thanks, Steve. I mean, what's happening, Pennsylvania is always ground zero for uh, a mess. Uh, in their elections, and uh, this year is no different. And you have a lawless uh, Secretary of State that uh, appointed by the Democratic outgoing Democratic governor. Uh, but according to the Department of State own record, they have sent out 250,000 mail ballots. And according to their own data, you can go to the website, I'll tell you where to go to find it. They've sent out uh, where the there's either no uh, driver's license number, there's no voter ID number that matches the voter database. There's no, uh, uh, the last four digits of the social security number don't match the, the information in the voter database. So they've sent that those ballots out, notwithstanding the fact that they are not verified. So our volunteers in Pennsylvania have, been, have documented this. 
and have raised the questions and have started asking the counties, what are you doing to verify that these are real people who are duly registered in the state of Pennsylvania? And of course, they're getting a complete uh, stiff arm from the Secretary of State's office. And this letter that was signed and sent, um, uh, Representative Ryan was uh, the leader. There were 15 Republican House members who signed the letter and sent it to the Department of State and said, are you going to issue a directive to every county requiring, requiring that no ballots are to be sent and certainly not put into the hopper when they come back until and unless the identity is verified? So what we're doing, um, if you want to see the full report, go to verityvote.us, verityvote.us. Heather Honey is the head of the volunteer coalition in Pennsylvania. She's a professional researcher. She studies this data. And so what we need now is an army of Pennsylvania citizens who are willing to sign up. Go to our website at www.whoscounting.us. If you're from Pennsylvania and you want to sign up, we need people to go to every county in Pennsylvania and to ask, what are you doing to verify the identity of everyone who wants to vote by mail in our county? And there's another issue. In Philadelphia, the law requires that before an election can be certified, that the number of votes has to be reconciled to the number of ballots, which has to be reconciled to the number of voters. And in Philadelphia in 2020, there were 8,000 more votes than there were voters. And so there's no directive from the Philadelphia uh, Election Board. Their mandatory training does not include the requirement under state law for reconciling the, the ballots and votes and voters. That's all supposed to be the same number. And there is no directive to the people who are doing the counting in Philadelphia that those numbers have to be reconciled before they can certify the election. So Pennsylvania is yet again ground zero, but okay. we're watching them. We're watching them and so we need more on, people to have to watch. Hang, 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 hang on. So we're not we're doing this beforehand, not afterwards, which is what I happened last time because people Today. didn't take didn't take our warning. Today. The um I assume that people are working nonstop behind the scenes to make sure we're ready to go into court, like, mm, I'm going to pick a random time this afternoon, today. <laughs> right? Today, today, with with to shut this whole thing down. And this is why everyone out there has to be talking to their friends and neighbors about the lawless Josh Shapiro. This all yeah. goes to, it's not Wolf, yeah. this goes right up to the Attorney General. He knows exactly what's going on. This is how he's gun-decked. He has no shot to win. Fetterman is done. Oz is going to beat him by three to five points. He's done. That thing the other day was humiliation. And Shapiro still hasn't come out and disowned it. Shapiro is going to lose to Doug Mastriano. The only way Shapiro can win is to cheat. And you're seeing it yes. right here. You think this is random? 250,000 ballots. Now, this tells you how you have to be on watch to find this. That's why the Verity people are just so amazing, the researchers, to actually find this. And and the and the Secretary of State, they haven't had really a a, a, a coherent response, have they, Cleto? No. No, they don't answer. They don't respond to anything. They don't think they have to, and so they don't. Okay. And, you know, they, remember, this is an appointed Secretary of State. The first Secretary of State that Tom Wolf appointed two years ago yeah. suspended the yeah. requirement under statute, yep. it's in the state law that you have to have matched the signatures on the absentee ballot. And they're People just disregarding it. Pennsylvania is not going to be stolen. It's not. We're not going to let it We're happen. On watch, we have it. I didn't say it wasn't going to be a fight. Right. I didn't say it wasn't going to be a fight. It is Pennsylvania. Okay. They've been doing this. They're kind of like right. Nevada. Right. These big Eastern, they're, 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 these are professionals. <laughs> They've been doing yeah, this for decades. Right. That's this true. has been doing for decades. I want once again, though, today now, right? Where do people go in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania to sign up to be part of this to get this sorted? I know we got an army of people trained already of what they're doing, but we need additional bodies. Where do they go right Look, now, Cleta? I know Heather's going to kill me, but if you go to verityvote.us, there should be an info, uh, a place to sign up to receive their emails. But if there's not, because I didn't have a chance to look at that, come to our website, www.whoscounting.us. And if you're from Pennsylvania, we're going to get that list 
you sign up. We're going to get that list to Heather today. And we want to start making sure she started already, but she needs more bodies to get people no. to go to county election offices and ask, how are you verifying no. the identity we, of we, every we, male we, voter? We, we want it. We want it all done by tomorrow. That's why this is we're yes, going to play, right. focus so, a big I'm, time on the afternoon. Sh- on the afternoon show, also on the afternoon show, also we're going to get all into this. So, um, um, once again, where do they go to the website? Because this is all, www. all hands on deck. Yeah, www.whoscounting.us. If you're from Pennsylvania, we will get your name and contact information, and we will get your county and get you deployed to go and we'll tell you what you need to ask. But we need yeah. every county election administrator in Pennsylvania to tell the citizens what they are doing to make sure that nobody gets to cast an absentee ballot until they have verified their identity. It's that simple. They d- and citizens they can make it happen faster than a judge. We're going to, we're going to make it happen. Um, and, but we're, we're gonna also going to get a judge. We're going to get, we're going to, we're going to get That'd into court. Um, <laughs> People have to understand the Democrats. I don't care if the media matters or the left wing media or MSNBC don't like this. If they can't cheat, they can't win. And they're ner- they right. understand they're about to get blown out in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. A bunch of House seats, the entire governor's race, the Senate seat. It's over. This is why they're panicked about Fetterman. They, they, they hate Mastriana more than anything. This is why Josh Shapiro and these guys are setting up to cheat to try to steal it. It's impossible. You are not going to steal this. You're going to get beaten, okay? You're going to get beaten with, guess what? Certifiable, chain of custody, legal votes. Verification. That's what counts. Verification. Verification. You Noth- are who you nothing say else you are counts. Or you don't vote. Cleta, thank you very much. Thank you. In the war room. Ain't the war room for nothing, baby. Okay, short break. Anthony Fauci and Bolsonaro and the evangelicals in Brazil. There's a lesson there next in the war room. Fair warning. Listen to this convicted home title thief explaining what happens when he forges your home's title and takes over as the new owner. Nobody thinks that I can take their house and borrow against the house. Oh, no, I have title insurance. It's in my name or he would have to get some special document. They would call me, you know. Nobody's calling you. You're living in a delusion. After I've stolen the title, barred against it, or sold the property, it's 60 to 90 days for that person to even figure out that they're the victim of this crime. You start getting foreclosure notices. You've got four mortgages on your house. You don't even own your home anymore. It's not even in your name. Home title fraud is growing two and a half times faster than credit card fraud. You could be a victim and not even know it. Here's how to protect yourself and verify your home's title is still in your name. Visit HomeTitleLock.com promo code radio. Then register your address for your no-obligation home title report, a $100 value you get for free. Again, get your free home title report at HomeTitleLock.com promo code radio. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Uh, okay, we got a lot of wood to chop. Don, uh, Don Bolick up at the top of the hour with this live stream. Uh, Grace, Mo, and uh, I think Jane will be on top of that. We had a great one last night with Sarah Palin. We're going to be doing these nonstop, so make sure you're in the Getter live stream. Adam Andrzejewski. Uh, joins us now from Open the Books. You found it's pretty blockbuster. You've got Anthony Fauci. This is the beginning of the Anthony Fauci investigation, just so the mainstream media understands it. Uh, I've got Natalie Winters, our executive editor, is going to join us here in a second. Adam, walk us through what you found out in going through the books of uh, of Tony Fauci. Well, it's been a knockdown, dragout dogfight to open up the financial uh, books on the Fauci family finances. But also with our legal partners at Judicial Watch, Steve, as you know, we filed four federal lawsuits. And one of those lawsuits we filed for five months of Dr. Anthony Fauci's calendar. And it's an historic record. It starts on November 1st of 2019. So in the months leading up to the publicly disclosed pandemic, and then it goes through March 31st of 2020 in the months after the publicly disclosed pandemic. It's historic because it's an hour by hour timeline of who Fauci was meeting with, how he was spending his time, 
and it's his official work calendar. So on there, I mean, basically, Dr. Anthony Fauci, I mean, he meets with everyone that you might suspect. So he even meets in the fall of 2019 with his future biographer. On December 19th, he meets with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. It's the sixth annual NIH Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation meeting. And on that morning was the infamous prediction from Bill Gates on Twitter. And he said, quote, that... Uh, What's next for our foundation? I'm particularly excited about what the next year could mean for one of the best buys in global health, vaccines. Highly predictive. By, by the way, the first in the in the week of uh, and by the way, we've got this article. I think it's a Newsweek. We're going to put it up so everybody can see it into the chat rooms. It's got um, he the very first day that they know it's it's the day we actually start the show. We're in pandemic. Fauci meets with, wait for it, Moderna, CEO. How, how does that, how does, what, there's no conspiracy here, as we say, but man, what is that? How's that coincidental? Coincidental. I think the 24th or 25th, when they're just about to get into the situation room, you can read Navarro's book about the big knockdown drag out fight. How does he just happen to meet with the Moderna CEO on the first day he really knew things were big, or at least he, the world started to know it was big? Yeah, I mean, he's meeting with the CEOs of Moderna and Pfizer and Johnson & Johnson, as you might expect, maybe during a pandemic. But he's also meeting with people that, you know, for instance, like Peter, Peter LeDuc. So who is Peter LeDuc? He heads up a BSL-4, think, moon suit lab down in Texas. He's also trained the BSL-4 lab at the Wuhan Institute of Virology in China. So LeDuc, he doesn't call Fauci on the phone. He doesn't send him an email or a text. He actually flies to Washington, D.C. Uh, that meeting is on the 23rd of January. He, uh, he, he meets with Fauci in person, presumably to talk about the, you know, the, the moon suit lab training at Wuhan and what he'd been hearing from his Chinese contacts. Which he totally de denied until later. Uh, 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 Natalie, jump in here. You you were on this deep uh, national pulse. You and Raheem were deep into this in those months. In fact, you were you were posting blockbuster stories on this back in April. Tell us about Leduc. What are the bad dudes that are starting to pop up here in in Adams uh, in open the books uh, story and Tom Fitton's story? Sure. So James Leduc runs the Galveston National Laboratory, which is, of course, funded by U.S. taxpayer dollars and works with very, very, very dangerous pathogens. But what's more interesting about what this lab is doing is that it's actually training a similar caliber of research over at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. About a year ago, I had unearthed a presentation um, that the director of this laboratory was giving um, ostensibly to either get more taxpayer funds to fund their research or just to boast about the program that they were running. Um, but they said that they were training Wuhan Institute of Virology personnel to work with, quote, the world's most dangerous pathogens. Now, that's something that I want nowhere near the hands of a Chinese Communist Party and Chinese military-run lab. Um, but unfortunately, these U.S. researchers seem to think differently. So these are a lot of the key figures who've had really, really close relations with the Wuhan Institute of Virology, who've sort of just tried to stay as hidden figures in the background. But luckily, thanks to the work of groups like Open the Books and, of course, my reporting at the National Pulse, uh, we've, we've dragged them out um, into the forefront. And believe me, this is only the beginning. All these people honestly should have been registered foreign agents on behalf of the Chinese Communist Party and, frankly, registered lobbyists on behalf of Big Pharma. Um, and those are, of course, punishable crimes. Uh, hang on for a second, uh, Natalie. Uh, Adam, uh, this is you have. I want you to tell the audience how tough it's been for you to get his financial records. Is the longest serving government employee out there and the highest paid, more highly paid than the president of the United States. How tough has it been to get his financial records and even this calendar, which should be open to anybody, it should be open to the government people to see immediately? How tough has it been? Well, Steve, we've come to realize that the Fauci family finances are buried deep in a government bunker. Um, so whether it's been uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci's job description, you know, I mean, just basic oversight documents, his employment contract, his ethics and financial disclosures, his royalties, you know, all of this, uh, we had to sue for it with Judicial Watch as our legal partner. 
So we've got four federal lawsuits. The calendar was a uh, lawsuit was filed back in December of last year. The White House had to clear the release of it to us. And what I want everybody to know is we've posted it at OpenTheBooks.com, right on our homepage. You can go there. You can download that calendar and take a look. Here's what I want everybody to realize. There are 60,000 documents that NIH will not produce to us, but the federal court is, and they're not giving us license for all of them. They're calling in the undue burden to release the 60,000 documents that support this calendar. But we can request individual documents. So if you want an individual document, send me a note at adam at openthebooks.com and we'll make that a part of our federal court request. I want everybody to get that. Let's get that up in the chat rooms. Adam, how do they get, how do people find out more about your great work? Where are they supposed to go and what's your social media? So just come to openthebooks.com. When you get there, you'll be hit with a pop-up to enter your email address. That'll put you on our breaking news list. Okay, brother. Adam, thank you so much. Open the books, doing fantastic work. I appreciate it. Natalie, you hang around. We got another blockbuster story by you, but I got to get, did I have Tierman? Yeah. Matthew, uh, Tierman, this is, uh, I can't tell the audience how big Sunday is in the run-up to Sunday. This is not, not just Trump of the tropics. Actually, Bolsonaro's gone next level with this and putting this coalition together. And today, my beloved Financial Times of London, which you know are big, huge populist nationalist fans, right? Being the, the newspaper for the globalist. Uh, it has a huge story on and it, the right wing machine Bolsonaro built. And if you turn inside, it's absolutely uh, amazing The the foundational element for this is the evangelical Christians. Matthew, you know this, by the way, I got to do that right there. It's a fantastic every we're going to get it up on uh, Getter later so everybody can read it. It's incredible. Tell us about uh, Bolsonaro and the right wing machine he built and what it's forcing the communist atheist uh, CCP puppet uh, Lula to do. Uh, yeah, the FT has been covering this. And as you and I have talked many times, the FT has become uh, like the economist. It used to be a, a Wall Street Journal, uh, you know, financial press, sort of up the middle politically, maybe uh, trending toward the establishment, but not spinning out the same stuff as the New York Times and the Washington Post. Well, you know, the evolution of the mainstream media in the world has been such that the FT has totally sold out the same globalist cabal. And they've been covering Brazil pretty in-depth, especially in the last two weeks when uh, Bolsonaro made this runoff. And most of the coverage has been really, really lackluster. Very, very, very back pattern. Uh, and, you know, things like uh, talking about Lula's annulled conviction on corruption, never mentioning the most important part of that back pattern, which is those who annulled his conviction were his judicial appointees who are writing laws by fiat in contravention of the Brazilian constitution. These are the key points, and they leave them by the wayside. This piece that they uh, put on the cover today, and now on page 17, this full page, it really is apoplectic because they're making these ties to him as the Trump of the tropics and saying he's, you know, carved out this right-wing coalition of, you know, with this sneer, if the subtext of the tone of their, their dispatch is the sneer of the uneducated, of the gig class economy, you know, the polite salons of Brazil in the biggest cities, you know, they're still in with the, uh, you know, the, the, the red diaper babies like we have in the U.S. They're for Lula. Uh, but the fact that Bolsonaro has won so much in this first round with his chamber of deputies gaining seats, that's the lower house, and in the Senate absolutely routing this election, uh, they're pretty apoplectic. Uh, they're saying that it's, uh, the, the lead of Lula has shrunk to 5248. Well, we saw the uh, lead that Lula had going into the first round by most of the mainstream establishment polls, 15 or so points, and it was neck and neck. So 52-48, I mean, that's a coin flip. And I think there's a lot of suppression polling and a lot of Tory effect because who does the polls? The mainstream press, the Globos he, in, in, in Brazil, yeah, Globos. This is, this is where we're going to have nonstop coverage. The, the headline in, inside, the populist president's socially conservative coalition will continue to shape the country's politics, whether he wins or loses against Lula. He's created a massive movement down there. And I want to reiterate, this is predicated upon the uh, evangelical Christians, which I think are a third of the population down there now. Matthew, is my number roughly correct? Yeah, and, and there are some estimates that it's even approaching 100 million out of a country of 212 million. So, you know, trends are the most important things in all numeric analysis. 
Uh, you know, change happens on the margin and trends really change what's happening on the margin. And, you know, even JB, he, you know, a lot of these Brazilians grew up Catholics, but the evangelical fervor, it kind of reminds me of an American history. We look at what happened with, you know, the Great Awakening in the mid part of the 19th Big. century. That's going on in Brazil Big. right now. This is the key point. There's an awakening, a great awakening going on in Brazil. It's the fervor of evangelical Christianity, this grassroots. This is this is why Brazil is so important. You have all the elements. You have the intelligentsia. You have the globalist. You have the World Economic Forum, uh, which Lula is a darling of. The CCP is up to the neck in it. I mean, even more here in the United States. This is like the thing itself. And, and Bolsonaro is leading a total grassroots movement. It's put this coalition together of the working poor, middle class, and evangelical Christians. Matthew, how can people – you're putting stuff up nonstop. We're going to have coverage nonstop uh, today, tomorrow, all through the weekend, and Sunday. How do people get to you? It's at Matthew Tiermond, at Getter, at Twitter, all over social media. There's one other point I want to direct people to, which sure. is the uh, FP also did another piece on uh, on Brazil, and they said that the Bolsonaro playbook is a scare tactic using the Venezuelan sort of migration diaspora as Venezuela is such a failed state that in Colombia and Chile, they were uh, people, the right was saying all these Venezuelan migrants coming are going to stress our social safety net. Crime is going to rise. And it did not work in Colombia, in Chile. They moved hard to the left. And now the worry is that they're going to replicate the policies of, of Venezuela, that all the things that the Marxists in Latin America have been pushing for 20 years in the Sao Paulo Forum, where Petro grew up in politics, uh, the Colombian leftist, who was a former member of FARC, the paramilitary terrorist group. Uh, and that's where Lula helped found the Sao Paulo Forum. So there's big storm clouds ahead for Latin America and Brazil if Lula does win on Sunday. It's a oh, big work. No, no. It's all the, chi all the chips in the middle of the table. Matthew Tiermont, thank you for breaking away to, uh, to give us this hit here. Okay, short break. We got a lot of wood to chop in the last segment. Actually, Darren Beatty's going to join us uh, quickly. We got uh, Elon Musk. Looks like he is in the process or has closed on the public town square of Twitter. We'll get to that in just a moment. Years have proven that we need to be prepared. We constantly see government overreach, attacks on our communication and energy grid, worldwide conflict, natural disasters, and the never-ending assault on our security and privacy. Having reliable communications is essential. Now, don't get caught without reliable communication. And I'm here to tell you, your fragile cell phone simply won't cut it. It will not cut it. That's why I've partnered with the Satellite Phone Store so you can stay prepared and assure your vital communication stays private. They're one of America's largest satellite telephone companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. Right now, they have a special promotional offer when you go to sat123.com slash Bannon. That is sat, S-A-T, 123.com slash Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Get a free Amerisat satellite phone. 150 monthly minutes, free United States domestic number, and free rollover minutes for only $99.95 plus tax per month with an annual agreement. Now go to SAT, that's SAT123.com, SAT123.com slash Bannon, and get your device today. Don't put it off. Life can change in an instant. That's SAT123.com slash Bannon. Do it today. Take action. Has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, two things happening. We got uh, another blockbuster story from uh, Natalie Winters. Natalie, walk us through what you've got. Then we got Darren Beatty. It looks like uh, uh, Elon Musk is actually announcing he's closed on the Twitter deal. So we're going to get all the details from um, from uh, Darren, uh, who's uh, right now getting his pom poms out of the <laughs> his pom poms out of the closet. Natalie, uh, walk us through another. Uh, every day it's Natalie Winters. Another blockbuster <laughs> reveal. What do we, what do we got, ma'am? Well, it's no secret that Big Pharma's North Star has always been profit, and that Big Pharma sees very big profits in little kids. 
Um, but how they've been going about doing this really is engaging in full-blown information warfare and using these proxies like the one I just exposed today um, to really fight on behalf of them. So there's a group called the Unity Consortium. Um, and this is a group that has actually been coaching healthcare providers, doctors on how to most effectively convince parents to vaccinate their children against COVID-19. They never warn of any side effects except for, quote, arm soreness. Um, but what's so interesting and what this group never discloses in any of its social media posts or anything to, uh, of the like is that they're actually not only partnered with Pfizer, but their founder is actually a Pfizer consultant. If you look at her healthcare consulting company, uh, one of the most prominent clients that she works for is Pfizer Inc., the very same manufacturer of the vaccines that they're promoting. So this is a perfect example um, of, I think, the conflicts of interest that you've seen. Believe it or not, this group has also partnered with the CDC, which may offer some insight into why the CDC voted to, to authorize COVID-19 vaccines for children. Um, and real quick, another story we have up, people may have seen that PayPal reintroduced their $2,500 fine uh, for misinformation if you are deemed a, a spreader of that term, whatever that means. Well, believe it or not, the head of public policy at Twitter is currently serving as a young global leader over at the World Economic Forum. So it's a perfect example, I think, of this sort of social credit score system uh, that the WEF wants to introduce, not just here in the United States, but abroad. So make sure you head to warroom.org to check out those stories and some more breaking news throughout the day. By the way, the reason we brought uh, Natalie on to be executive and co-host is that, you know, she's not pundit. She never goes into punditry. It's always receipts. It's always investigations. It's always details. You can see that uh, we're looking on the other side of the hill. Uh, there's going to be a new sheriff in town starting on the evening of the 8th, the morning of the 9th. And uh, the war room is going to be at the tip of the spear on the investigations and everything that's happening on Capitol Hill. And, of course, Natalie Winter's research. I think you will see it quoted, actually, in a lot of these uh, hearings, a lot of these investigations. So, Natalie, once again, fantastic job. Hang over a second. Let me go to Darren. Darren Beatty, you got the pom-poms out. Uh, nobody can figure out on Wall Street exactly how this is closed because these banks, you're basically buying a $10 billion asset for $44 billion, and you're doing it with tons of leverage or stock you've borrowed against in Tesla, which has lost $600 billion of market cap. So explain to the audience what's happening and what do you know from an operating point of view? Is this going to be a breath of fresh air? Is Trump going to come back? What's going to happen over at Twitter? So many great, great questions there. As to the structure of the deal, I mean, at $44 billion, he effectively made an offer that they weren't in a position to refuse. And so how that offer is actually delivered, how the $44 billion um, gets accumulated, and how that's linked to the leverage that the regime might wield on Musk in order to ensure that maybe he doesn't implement as much free speech as intended. I mean, there's a range. People talk about it like it's a black or white thing, but it would be revolutionary if he could simply move the level of censorship on the internet, in this case, Twitter, from 80, 85% where it is now down to 50%. That alone would be revolutionary. So there's a question of exactly how much free speech he intends to implement um, and in what fashion and to what degree is this going to run afoul of the numerous operations that U.S. But, but hang on, because we, we hang on. We only have a couple of minutes. I got to ask you that. I want to have you back on. You at Revolver have proven, I think, more than anybody else that Twitter is essentially an intelligence apparatus operation from right. all over the world, but particularly U.S. We, that's a fact. Right. It's not a business. We also know that's a right. fact. From his text messages they were going to use in court of all his buddies, all these, all the uh, mandarins in the uh, in in big tech giving him ideas about how to actually make money on this thing. So, right. with that as a, is he going to blow out seventy five percent of the people? Is he going to get rid of the intelligence apparatus? Tell me on this public square that's an intelligence apparatus. What will happen, sir? Uh, such a fantastic question. I said, you know, I encourage him not to fire seventy percent based on what I've heard in conversations I've had, he should really be going up to 80, 85%. And I hope he really follows through with that and takes the advice of Machiavelli, which is you deliver severity in one fell swoop, do it all at once and get it over with. And that's what he needs to do. And I do think he intends to do that. As to the speech issue and the intelligence operations, that's a much more thorny issue. There's 
just as a template that shows you exactly the type of operations going on in Twitter. Um, there's an organization called the Integrity Initiative. I'm going to need your help in the coming weeks to make this term a common household concept. Integrity Initiative. Revolver.news has done an extensive expose on just the tip of the iceberg of their operations. This is really probably the greatest national security leak since Snowden, which gets into wow. the architecture of how these clusters of operatives function on Twitter in wow. order to influence and manipulate the political process in the United States. Elon needs to understand this, to understand what he's up against, and ultimately to come to some type of understanding with these intelligence organizations as to exactly how yeah. far and in what manner he's able to implement free speech. We've got to bounce. How do people get to you right now? How do they get to Revolver get on top of this? Revolver.news, do the required reading here to understand what's going on with the Elon purchase and what's going on with Intel infiltration of Twitter. And I'm on the not Twitter at yeah, Darren J. Beatty and Revolver's at Gitter at Revolver News. Okay, I want everybody up. Natalie, uh, the non-pundit, uh, how do people get to you, ma'am? Uh, Natalie G. Winters on all platforms, primarily Getter. You're the best. She's just begun uh, to fight here. It's going to be amazing what she's going to do. Natalie, thank you. Stick around. you got the Baldick. Go and get her right now. Look at the live streams. The Baldick debate, very important. Do it. We're going to be back here 5 to 7. Pennsylvania, all of it. Arizona, be back here at 5. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.